You are listening to The Mark Milton Show with a smash. Hosted by former Department of Justice Tax Division Attorney Mark Milton, the STL tax lawyer. Here's Mark Milton. All right, welcome back to the Mark Milton Show, segment two this week. Our first segment, we had Don Fort, former chief of the Criminal Investigations Division of the IRS. I thought that was uh, very informative. Smash, what did you think? Well, the dude was a smart dude. He's a smart dude. So, I mean, you know, you could tell why he was the head of it all, because the guy was on top of his game and knew how to provide his game in a way that I, the normal guy, could consume, ingest, digest, and know that I want to keep away from him as long as I can because that's a heavyweight cat right there. <laughs> heavyweight cat. That's a I'm good telling way. you why, man. That's a good way to describe it. Another heavy, heavyweight cat out there is our Attorney General, Eric Schmidt, who's been at the forefront of fighting against vaccine mandates, mask mandates, and um, just putting it out there. So I have been, uh, by the way, I'm partnering with the attorney general and bringing lawsuits against school districts mm-hmm. who are continuing to require their kids to wear masks at school. Because mm-hmm. I don't believe that a, a public school district should say you as a child must wear your mask. You must be subject to this requirement for a few reasons. Number one, they're not effective. Let's be honest. We, we've already seen the masks do not stop the spread. And number two, I think it does cause emotional and developmental harm to children, particularly young children. When you're talking K through 12, to be subject to a mask eight hours a day, you don't see your teacher's face, you don't see your friends' faces, you don't see, you know, your 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 classmates, and so that's why I've decided to jump in. And it's really frustrating about this smash. So it's been publicized that our law firm is going to be representing individual parents in mm-hmm. these lawsuits. Is the the attacks that we're already getting from people who disagree? And you know what? It's fine if you disagree, but why do you why do why is our society now? finding it acceptable to try to destroy someone that you disagree with. Do you, do you find that concerning? Well, I figure it's because of the fear. It's a fear factor, man. If they make you afraid of getting anti against you, then maybe you will shut up. Maybe you won't talk anymore. Maybe you won't even take the case. So if they can scare you, then that's the play they're doing right there, I think. Well, then, yeah, they're trying to silence people. Right. They're trying to silence people they don't agree. It's the cancel culture. Mm-hmm. And I think it's aided by the world of social media as well, that when you factor in social media, everyone thinks they're a writer. Everyone thinks they're a broadcaster. When you factor in social media to it, it just makes us all feel more empowered. Yeah, and it's like it allows people to say things that they wouldn't say to someone's face. You know what I mean? It gives right. it gives you this keyboard tiger mentality where you can go out. And, keyboard and, tiger. And I'll tell you right now, uh, you know, we just got a Google review. Posted on our website. And I'll tell you something. Google reviews are very important to a business. This is my business. My law firm is my livelihood. This is how I put food on the table. And so for somebody who doesn't know me to go out and post a negative Google review. Trying to take you out of business. Saying, well, what else are they doing? What other effect is they know that? They know that it has the effect of of hurting your business when you post a Google review that's a one star. Yeah. Right, it has nothing to do with the service we provide here. That's right. They don't know me. That's they, right. They're not a client. That's right. But and this is the problem when you have 
But you have to rely on Google. You have to rely on social media, frankly, as a business to try to get your message out there. And that's what's scary is that we've devolved into a society where, you know, we're so dependent on these mediums for, you know, information, um, you know, talk about Donald Trump being, you know, taken off Twitter, yeah. taken off. I mean, these this is scary. I mean, it, it's troubling. I'm not going to back down because I feel like what I'm doing is right. I think if you disagree with me, that's fine. I don't. You know, I'm not going to demonize you. I'm not going to, you know, try to destroy your life. But there are people out there that want to do that, and it's unfortunate. Well, the devolvement really comes down to one point, and that is it is a way to make you shut up. It is a way to well, get that's you Well, that's, that's, that's what they want you to do. And that fear factor is going to either silence you or at least alter you so you are not the adversary that they don't want to deal with. Well, and also that's the other thing is when you think about where we are right now, we're kind of becoming more institutionalized, right? So people work for big employers, right? It's hard. Even like, look at the healthcare industry. It used right. to be, you had all these little doctor practices and, and medical groups. And it's like, now everyone's getting consolidated mm. and all these doctors are working for these huge institutions that rely on grants and other things. Well, nobody wants to speak. Nobody wants to rock the boat and risk losing a grant or li- risk losing a client. If you're a, right. Fortune 500 company. And I think that's part of it too, is this institutionalization of our society makes it very difficult to speak your mind. And I think that's troubling. Whereas me, I mean, I started as a solo practitioner after leaving a big law firm. I mean, yeah, this is a case I could have never taken on if I was at a big law firm because you'd get the pushback. Whereas now I'm independent. I can do these things. And I guess I have to deal with the consequences. I didn't really think I'd face such, you know, backlash for Mm -hmm. pursuing something that, you know, I'm passionate about, it, and I think a lot of parents deserve a voice. All right. So 30 seconds. What are you pursuing? Explain. So what we're doing is we're suing school districts in St. Louis County, along with the attorney general's office, saying that these mask mandates requiring a child to go to school, as a pre- requiring them to wear a mask as a prerequisite to going to school mm-hmm. is unlawful. And therefore, the court should find that these mask mandates are invalid because they're not a the, the school district is it, one of the arguments is they're not a they don't have the they don't have the authority under state law to issue health care directives. And that's essentially what they're doing. The state has that authority. They haven't done it. The state hasn't required masks in schools. So the school districts in these different areas don't have the right to do that. That's a big part of the case. So now I'm wondering from a legal standpoint, if a kid comes to school with a highly contagious, potentially deadly disease, whether it's COVID or whether it's something else, you know, maybe a case of chickenpox if somebody's unvaccinated, can the school legally force the student to not come to stay home because they're sick? Or if the parents insist Johnny's going to school, do they have to let the kid go to school? Well, if you're talking about a specific example like that, I think that's a different story. Here you have a blanket policy, and part of the argument is it's an arbitrary and capricious policy because masks have been shown not to work. Also, masks, um, so first of all, they don't work. Second of all, um, the disease isn't that harmful to, to to kids. I mean, there was a, there was finally released statistics that I think it was something like 800 people under the age of 24 died from COVID. 800 nationwide, nationwide. and not considering comorbidities, right? And there was another study that like 90% of those who died had five or more comorbidities. So mm-hmm. that that argument, why haven't we done that in the previous years? Was the flu? Are we, is, that what we're, is that the new thing? We're just going to require masks? Forever? Forever? Because it's not rational. If a disease hasn't had treatment finalized, 
Well, we don't know. And the other thing with that is, so are we going to ignore all the negative effects of wearing masks, the emotional development, the learning development? What, what if study, a kid can't hear? What, what if they st- can't read lips and yeah, because you're wearing a mask? Now, that, now, the reading lips, that's a very valid educational disability. But as far as some of the others, have there been studies to actually prove the emotional and cognitive harm by being in class wearing masks? A hundred percent. There are studies out there. There's also just anecdotal evidence. I mean, some of these emails I'm getting from parents are just heartbreaking. Kids who... Um, you know, are suffering emotionally, having having anxiety and depression over over having to wear a mask every day, not being able to see smiles. I think that hurts kids. Mm-hmm. You can't see someone smile for eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. That's not. We smile for a reason. There's a reason people are, you know, innate with emotion and and you know like to feed off other people's emotions. And I think no one can argue that these masks have. Because I, I heard someone say, "Well, what's the harm wearing a mask?" There's plenty of harm. It's just common sense the, to to force a child at the age of five or six to wear a mask and not experience that emotional expression day in, day out, clearly it has a harm. And I, I think especially in that setting, because as much as I typically am pro-health mandates, pro-mask mandates, et cetera, I'm borderline socialist. Sally the socialist, <laughs> big surprise. But on the flip side, I just know from my own experience, I find that just when I'm doing work at, say, when we have to wear a mask at the hockey game press box, I find it very hard to... Stay focused. It's almost like I'm in a tunnel. Well, there you go. You just proved your case. Uh, well, I know. Well, I'm, I'm making the case that I that I can see. Yeah. So uh, that's why I'm just so torn because, yeah, I get it. There are health benefits. And in general, if someone else, you know, I take the approach, your house, your rules. If you're a business and you say masks are required, I'll wear a mask. If I'm going to a place where people can't avoid, like a medical building, a grocery store, right. I'll wear a mask. Because I get it that... You know, I mean, a compromised people may have no choice but to go there, but at an entertainment venue or something, I don't really want to be wearing it. But here we're talking about taxpayer-funded public schools that you you have a right to attend as a citizen of Missouri, and you're being told you cannot go unless you wear a mask. I think that's wrong. I think parents should have a right to say, I don't want my kid wearing a mask. And if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you want your kid wearing a KN95 or whatever, then by all means, do it. But subjecting everyone across the board... These requirements as a prerequisite to being educated is wrong. It's not legal, and that's why we're bringing the lawsuits. And if you want to destroy me because of it, fine. Ben Thomas out there on Google, this law firm is suing public schools. We're all paying for it. Disgusting. It's beyond just your personal opinion when you take action and sue. Well, okay, I'm not paying and making a dime off of this, first of all. So looks like he actually changed his post from the original one, which is typical. You call him yeah, out right. on the BS. And then they adjust it. So, you know, good for you, Ben Thomas. You can kiss my ass, honestly. Um, and if you have something to say, you can come to my office and say it to my face and get behind your, you know, your little keyboard tiger. That's the way I met him. Well, the way I see it. <laughs> you guys are buddies. Smash is texting him right now. I think he's a piece of shit. So that's my take. And the way I see it, too, in the end, he's just helping you. Because, again, there's no such thing as bad publicity for every person who may agree with we're not. We don't have cameras here, so nobody can see me do the air quotes, Mister Thomas. <laughs> well, nobody gives a shit about him, and I know he was also criticizing Captain D's in another review. So <laughs> I guess I'm in pretty good company with this I, guy. I don't. I don't know there, but that's another topic for another show. I don't know but if that's you good or bad. For everybody, for you every- would love Captain D's. Captain D's is awful. <laughs> no offense, <laughs> but. You know what? For every Ben Thomas out there, there's a hundred other people who are going to say, well, he's standing up for what he believes in. He's standing Fine. up for the kids. We're going to go to the Milton Law Group. Well, I don't, that's not what I'm looking for, but th- that's the thing. Like, okay, This is like, that's fine. If you disagree, 
So be it. But this is the problem. The personal attacks, the, yeah. the trying to destroy, trying to, you know, demean. And it's just, it's wrong. But that's where we are as a country, and I don't really see it changing. Now, Sadly. Sadly. When I was a youngster, when we had a guy like that who would uh, berate us for no particular we went and beat the shit out of the guy. <laughs> All right? You can't do that kind <laughs> well, of stuff. Well, that's what I'm saying. This is the keyboard tiger. There's, These are the problem. This yeah, is the problem with our country. Social media. Weren't we all supposed to be united by now by... Joe Biden? Is that who the president is? Yeah. <laughs> no, we don't know who it is, but we're not united, that's for sure. All right, you're listening to the Mark Millen Show with the Smash and Sally broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios, presented by stltaxlawyer.com for all of your IRS problems. I'm going to need some more clients after I uh, <laughs> suffer more of these one-star one Google reviews. If you've got IRS problems, be sure to check us out at MiltonLawGroup.com or STLTaxLawyer.com uh, to schedule a consultation. Remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements. We are out. Good being with you guys. Do it again next week. Right on. See you then. All right.